This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Nationwide. All you want is an opportunity to win, to be amongst the elite, to be amongst the best. And darn it, I'm going to give you that. This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers. Can he get the players there? I don't remember him winning anything. Colorado stinks. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying. It was going to be tough. What you would do. We got next. We got next. We ain't coming no more. Do you believe that? Who would have thought the epicenter of sports in Boulder, Colorado? right now on what is happening here in colorful Colorado, the clash between Colorado and Colorado State and what Deion Sanders has brought to the University of Colorado. It promises to be a wonderful weekend here. First Take was here. The Pat Maxey Show is here. College Football Live is here. (laughs) And of course, College Game Day will be here tomorrow morning alongside Desmond Howard, Stanford Steve, Pete Thamel. I am Jen Latta. This is College Football Live. Last week, we had a whole segment on College Game Day called the Hype Meter. Remember that, guys? Mm -hmm. You got to decide how hyped we were about certain things. It would be through the screen (laughs) talking about the hype that has been on Colorado this week and the weeks prior headed into this. So much more on that in just a moment. I want to get to these guys. A lot happening in the college football space this week. I'm going to start, gentlemen, with what you are most interested in watching this weekend. Des, you first. Unlike last weekend, we don't have a lot of ranked versus ranked matchups, but I like this Tennessee versus Florida. Just an old school SEC matchup. You know, you got the volunteers with Joe Milton, the third, the quarterback position, but they're surprisingly, they're running the ball extremely well this season. And don't forget the last time we saw the Gators in the competitive game, it was against Utah. They opened the game by giving a 70-yard bomb up through the air to Utah and lost that game. Only scored like 11 points, but I think this team is very dangerous in the swamp, Steve. I agree. I'm going to the backyard brawl. This is the better version of the backyard brawl. It's in Morgantown. We got two desperate teams after Pitt lost to Cincinnati last week, but I look at Neil Brown. He needs this win. Three and five versus out-of-conference Power 5 teams. They were that close last year in this game. I expect a big performance from West Virginia tomorrow night. Steve, I'm going to go to Chapel Hill, where two tenuous 2-0 teams meet, Minnesota and North Carolina. North Carolina's defense in an overtime win against App State looked a lot like the 2022 defense. App State went Adam and Adam and Adam again, five yards a carry. Minnesota has had one of the best rushing offenses in the country in recent years, and I think Darius Taylor and Sean Tyler are going to pound the rock, and it's really going to be a test of Gene Chizik's defense. I think it'll be a low-scoring slugfest, and let's see if Drake May can really get back on track. Yeah, he has dropped significantly in the Heisman odds, if you will, but obviously we want to talk about what is happening 
happening here in Colorado. The turnaround here at this program cannot be overstated. Coach Prime in absolute full effect, surpassing their win total from last year already, scoring a ton of points and nearly half as many plays of 30 yards as they had all of last season. Now, looking to Saturday, guys, they've won five straight against Colorado State. And look, all people have been talking about what the coaches have been saying headed into this matchup. Let's take a listen. I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught So... You know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter, okay? So let's go up there and play. It threw me off, and I started, I really started to contemplate, what happened? Why would you go to that direction? You know me. Yeah. Like, you know how I get down. You know if we really want to talk. I can do this pretty yeah. darn good. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but I don't need to because the kids, uh, they're ready, man. Uh, they don't realize not only we're going to kick their butts because it's, it's, it's personal, but it's going to be business, but it's also pleasure. When I say business, uh, blenders. I do a line of shades with blenders. This is one of the first lines, so they don't realize they just help me with business. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's also going to be personal. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I didn't see it, but everybody wearing sunglasses there in that team meeting does. Your reaction to what was said this week? How do you say that you're jealous and insecure without saying I'm jealous and insecure? So petty. I mean, if you have a problem with a coach, you know, the, the whole glasses and hat thing is very petty to me. But then to even go to the length where you say, it's not how I was raised. So now you're talking about, I don't know if you guys know anything about Deion Sanders. I'm not even talking about Coach Prime. I'm talking about Deion Sanders, the man. He loves God and his mama. So for you to take that shot is going way over the line. I was in the football building yesterday working out, and I was talking to some coaches and the strength staff. And I tell you, man, when I looked at them in their eyes and they talked about what that coach said about their man, it was it was like some real, I don't, I don't want to say hate, Mm. but damn, they're close to hating their eyes because of what this man said about Coach Sanders and how he took that unnecessary shot. I just asked, why? Why do you do this? I think maybe he's trying to motivate his guys to see yeah. if he, they, they have his back. Yeah. But in that circumstance, I don't understand why. But you just think about it. You mentioned it, feelings. There's a lot of feelings now and what's going to happen. And think about the idea of Colorado. 20-and-a-half-point underdog a couple weeks ago against TCU. Now they're a 24-point favorite. <laughs> the world is with them. And uh, it's, I mean, there was, I don't know if people were on the fence whether they're going to watch this game. Everybody's tuning in now, <laughs> that's for sure. But interesting moment for Jay Norvell, the Colorado State coach. He's been around long enough where he finished second to Urban Meyer to get the Bowling Green job in 2001. Wow. He's had a long career. His father was actually the athletic director at Michigan State in the mid-90s. He's a career college athletics guy. He's been at Oklahoma. He's been at Arizona State. He's been around. He knows the power of those words. And so it's, it's really interesting that this may be his biggest moment on the biggest stage, considering he's had a ton of big jobs at a ton of places. He has had a lot of success at Nevada as the head coach there. They had Romeo Dubs and that whole, that whole crew. He's an accomplished, successful, smart guy. And so it's, it's intriguing to me that he knowingly put a target on Colorado State's back on this stage. Any part of you that thinks he's subscribing to the all press is good press? I don't know. I do know behind the scenes this week, Jen, they've really played up the rivalry. They haven't played up prime and what's been built here. They've said, hey, this is an in-state rivalry, and we're going to go play our rivals on their, uh, you know, in a road game. And, and they, there, there was some confidence in that building that they could come and win this game. 
there are some weaknesses on Colorado. Colorado is very good, but they are not infallible, as we'll see in upcoming weeks. So I just think uh, the people clapping were really all the people who had to do ESPN shows today because they certainly gave us some nice red meat to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag content. I had no idea, but Colorado <laughs> had an early buy, so they've actually had a pretty long yeah. time to prepare for this matchup. You hope that that extra time maybe puts them in a position of strength headed into a big game here in Boulder between Colorado and Colorado State. Lots more coming your way on College Football Live. Plenty of questions around that Alabama offense following their loss to Texas. Who will be under center for the Tide? I have a feeling our friend Pete Thamel, the authority, will let us know. And do you believe Tennessee struggled in the swamp? Penn State with their first game on the road. Can they overcome the hurdles in their way? Week three? College Football Live is presented by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. And in part by Verbo Private Vacation Rentals. Football away. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Welcome back to College Football Live. Presented by Nationwide. I can't wait till this thing kicks off because we are coming. The hype is all around Dion's team. We are so excited to be here in Boulder for College Game Day tomorrow morning, bright and early. The first time here since 1996. It is definitely going to be a good one. Alabama on the road this week at South Florida, coming off its first double-digit loss at home since 2004. Now, Jalen Milrow, he looked good at times, but not so good at times. Two touchdowns and two interceptions in that loss. Bit of a quarterback situation happening in Tuscaloosa. Pete, what's the latest on the situation for Alabama? Yeah, Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame transfer gen, will start at South Florida on Saturday night. Tyler Buckner came after spring, and he followed his offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese. One of his struggles and why he didn't win the job immediately was that even though Tommy Reese came, he didn't bring his system. When you work for Nick Saban, you run Nick Saban's offense, even though you, you come in from the outside. So Tyler Buckner had to come in learn an entirely new system. Towards the end of camp, he really started to play better. Now, he started last year as Notre Dame starter, got injured in the, in the loss to Marshall in week two, came back for the bowl game through three touchdowns and three interceptions when they won in the Gator Bowl. So we will see Tyler Buckner start that game. And I think, Steve, we probably see multiple quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I, I could totally see that 
knowing, you know, whose leash is longer or, you know, what snaps we want to get. My my issue is the offensive line. Yeah. All we heard about in the offseason was they were going back, ground and pound. The offensive line was going to be the strength of the system. It really didn't matter who was going to be the quarterback. <laughs> they started off great last week against Texas. But that depth of the Texas D-line really got to him. So that's where the things have to get right. The quarterback situation will look a lot better if they get things right up front. That's the way I look at this and I approach it. And I totally expect to see multiple quarterbacks play against South Florida. Yeah, it seems like their quarterback um, uh, challenge has extended into the regular season. I mean, it went through camp, didn't know who their quarterback was going to be. Nick Saban didn't want to release a depth chart. Mm. He started saying that, you know, it may affect the competition, you know, so that which was a very um, unusual excuse for a coach like Nick Saban. And when you look at Jalen Milrow, you know, you can tell he's an extremely athletic quarterback, dual threat quarterback. Yeah. But when you're that athletic, your default is to run. Mm-hmm. And you need to stay in the pocket sometimes, maneuver the pocket. Steve, you hit on it. The, the offensive line didn't play great, but even when they don't play great, you have to still be able to, just maneuver the pocket and still get the ball down the field, which he wasn't able to do. And I think that Tyler Buckner will be able to do that. Seems like a bit of a tryout situation that Alabama has going on here to see who they want to go with for the future. So good opportunity for either of those guys to step up. Let's transition to Washington, which has won its last three meetings against Michigan State. Last year's game between these two guys, the closest it's ever been, and that was by a score of 11. 11 points separated those two. This season, Spartans are obviously dealing with some very different circumstances. For more on that, we go back to Pete Thamel. Uh, Mel Tucker suspended without pay. We all know about that, that hearing coming the first week of October. What should we expect from the team on Saturday? That's a great question, Jen. So Harlan Barnett, who's a longtime Spartan assistant, he's been there for 15 seasons. He left for Florida State for a few years, but he's a star player there, and he's a linchpin member of uh, Mel Tucker's staff, and then uh, obviously Mark D'Antonio's staff before that. He will be the head coach. Mark D'Antonio has joined the staff in a consultant role. He will not be one of the 10 on-field coaches. He can wear a headset, but I'm told he will likely not. He's just going to be available as a sounding board and a big picture, uh, just a big picture resource uh, for all the years and all the wins he had at Michigan State for Harlan Barnett. But, yeah, a new era at Michigan State as they push forward. And, look, the overwhelming expectation is that Mel Tucker has coached his last game at Michigan State. Yeah, it was interesting to to hear them say they were bringing in Mark D'Antonio, but it made perfect sense. I mean, he's like the ultimate Spartan. I think that calmed the nerves of the the fan base, and people started to say, okay, well, if he's going to be involved in whatever capacity, then we feel better about the team moving forward. So that that move made sense to me, Steve. What really interests me in this game, I understand the the off-the-field issues, and that's a serious matter, but Washington coming in. You know, Michael Penix Jr., all this hype coming around. And now we get to see a team. This is what what interests me is when a a good team goes on the road. You know they're going to face adversity. Stuff happens when you go on the road. How do they respond? How do you compound when adversity hits you? You make a mistake. Your teammate makes a mistake. That's what I want to see from Washington and Michael Penix. This is a big stage. You're going to play a Big Ten school. This is a a spot for Michael Penix Jr. to really rise in people's opinions. And we talked about Drake May earlier and how he has fallen in those Heisman odds. Michael Penix Jr. is the guy who has been creaking up that list, creeping up that list, eight passing touchdowns in the first two weeks, got a lot of attention, and like you said, big opportunity to open up even more eyeballs to what he can do at Washington. Coming up here on College Football Live, the Swamp at Night is one of the toughest places to compete in all of college football. Dez tells us why Tennessee is in for a heck of a game right after this. College foot. <clears throat> 
ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Ball Live is presented by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. We will have two ESPN primetime games tomorrow night. Number 11, Tennessee travels to the Swamp to take on Florida. That's at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Then Coach Prime and number 18, Colorado, square off against in-state rival Colorado State in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Let's take a look at today's road test presented by Goodyear. LSU and Mississippi State meet for the 80th consecutive season. Now, LSU has owned this matchup recently, winning 26 of the last 30, nearly doubling the Bulldogs' points per game and controlling the turnover battle. They've also won 10 of the last 11 meetings in Starkville. We've got you covered all over college football this weekend, including ACC Huddle there at Clemson and SEC Nation live at Mississippi State. For more on that game, here's Roman Harper and Tim Tebow live in Starkville. Thank you, Jen. We're here live at the Junction Let's go. at Starkville. Roman Harper here, Tim Tebow, my partner in crime. And Tim, we have a live one here tomorrow. Oh. What are you looking forward to Early between LSU call. Mississippi Let's go. State? This- this crowd is going to be rowdy. I mean, Davis Wade, that place is also crazy. I just got to tell you, I'm so excited for Will Rogers. Yes. Over 30 starts in a row. So much experience. Had the opportunity to go a bunch of places with the coaching change, but he didn't because he loves this state. He loves this school. He has the experience. But will he get this W? Hey, four out of five offense alignment coming back. Can they win this physical matchup? Mississippi State has been a more physical team all year long. They are putting their button on that. But also, LSU, Harold Perkins, figuring out what they're trying to do with him, understanding that he is the X factor that everybody has to worry about. He is a game changer, a game record. They bring back Mason Smith. He will be getting more into the rhythm of everything he's got going. I can't wait to see it, Tim. We're going to kick this thing off tomorrow morning right here. Marty McGee, 8 a.m. SEC. Nation. More cowbell. Always need more cowbell. Kelsey, to you. Roman and Tim, thanks so much for coming to you from Clemson, South Carolina, where the Tigers are getting set for a primetime matchup tomorrow evening against FAU. And we are getting set for a full day of football here on ACC Network alongside former Florida State quarterback E.J. Manuel, our Hall of Famer, Coach Mark Richt. I'm Kelsey Riggs. Great to be with you. The season has started a little bit differently, you guys, than many Clemson fans hope for and plan for. But, E.J., what do they need to do to get back on track? Well, it starts with the quarterback. And Kay Klubnick is young. 
He's first year full-time starter. In the first two weeks, he's had some ups and downs. And I look at that Charleston Southern game. They won it with the blowout, but there was still some inconsistency, some things where Kay was just trying to be the hero, trying to make the big play when it wasn't there. I know it was a pool that ended up being a fumble in the zone read. We couldn't just give it off to Phil Moffa. So, again, good learning lessons for him, especially as they have FAU tomorrow and then Florida State in the following week. And then defensively, they got to be disciplined. You know, the Duke game, there were some guys running free a couple times. You just... Don't normally see that with the Clemson defense. And they got to be physically intimidating. They got to knock the ball out, create some field position for that offense. But I think Clemson's biggest enemy right now is time because they got Florida State next week. They don't have the whole season to get better over time. They got to get ready now. They're definitely going to be prepared for now, not looking ahead to next week, but that is a big one against Florida State. First, they have Florida Atlantic tomorrow. We will see you here on ACC Network starting at 2 o'clock tomorrow. But right now, Jen, we'll send it back to you in Boulder. Cruise all over the place, guys. Let's play a little game of Do You Believe? Des, I'll start with you. Do you believe Tennessee will finally beat Florida at the Swamp? If not now, when, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. You got Joe Milton the third. They're playing really good on offense right now. It was really impressive. They have, like, a lot of balance on offense. They used to go vertical with Jalen Hyatt last year with Hendon Hooker, but now seems to have a balanced offense, and we saw how Utah ran the ball on the Gators in Utah. I know this is in the Swamp. They're a different animal when they play in the swamp, but you have to believe that Tennessee <laughs> understands, listen, baby, we got to do it tonight. Oh, it's oh, been it 20 years, Dad. It's been 20 years. Nine straight L's in the swamp for the volunteers. I love it. It has to happen tomorrow Milton night. said, I don't lose in Florida. Ooh, okay, big, big fella. Pete, right. will Georgia convince the nation they can three-peat with their performance this weekend? I think we just need to learn something about Georgia this weekend, right? With two games in, I feel like an identity hasn't happened. I think they haven't really been tested. There hasn't been that Carson back third and long, yeah. mid-second quarter. They're yeah. up by a field goal. There hasn't been any significant adversity yet. So I don't think they're going to prove anything against South Carolina. Considering how bad North Carolina looked in week two, I like, shudder a little bit to think what South Carolina's reality may be. Right. But I do think uh, Spencer Rattler could rattle the Bulldogs secondary a little bit. And I think uh, we'll, we'll get some incremental evidence. About Rattler will rattle. That was good by you. All right, We're let's trying. <laughs> Drew Aller will continue his success in their first road game for Penn State. Do you believe? Hmm. Mm. Um, I do believe, but I think it's going to be tough early on. Okay. This is another interesting matchup. I brought up Michael Penix Jr. before, yep. but now this is what you want to see. A ranked team going on the road. Yeah. Illinois sleepwalking through. Looked terrible last week against Kansas. 11 a.m. local kick. Yep. Penn State has to bring the juice early. Absolutely. I love what I've seen from the offensive line, yeah. the wide receivers, but now, Aller on the road. You right. know you're going to face adversity, whether it's a sack or a, or a bad decision. How does he respond? That's what I want to see from Penn State on the road. And you know, Illinois, they're going to be really excited about this game. Home game, and you know how bad they looked against Kansas? Oh. So, you know, they had a lot of bad film to watch. They were beat up by the coaching staff the whole week. So they're going to come out to prove a point. This is going to be an ultra-competitive game, guys. All right, before we let you guys go, how about some bold predictions for week three? Mm. Dez, you got a bold prediction for me? Everyone's in love with Texas, right? They beat Alabama. <laughs> they took down the Giant. But now here comes Wyoming. Now all attention was focused to, to Alabama, you know, in the locker room. It was a score from a year ago. That's over. People have been patting you on the back. How do you get up for a Wyoming team, the Cowboys? Who is this team? Where are they? So I think that's going to be a very competitive game. I do think Texas will win, 
but I do not think they will cover. Come on, the fighting Josh Allens. There we go. Exactly. We saw he looked how he looked the other night. Oh, that's in the past. That's in the past. Well, prediction for you? I'm going to say multiple ranked teams lose tomorrow. Oh, interesting. Multiple ranks. There's a bunch of them on the road. I'm not sure how many. But multiple, that tells me two I or more. I actually have that number. <laughs> that, Seven top that 15 teams playing on the road Saturday. And Bill Connolly says that they only have a 15% chance of all winning. There we going go. Going okay. 7-0. What about you, bold prediction? I feel like here, Saturday night, Colorado State is going to press Colorado. Whoa. I feel like, first of all, human nature is the Buffalo's biggest opponent, and there's a whole lot of human nature that's going to come into play after starting 2-0 <laughs> like they did. I really feel like the Buffalo's offensive line is their weak link. It's actually the worst statistical offensive line for protecting the quarterback in the country, mm. and that's not counting the amount of times Shador Sanders pulled Houdini axe and, and made yes. it out. So. Yeah. Also, Van Wells, the starting center, is questionable for this game. So you could have a true freshman snapping the ball Ooh, to Shador wow. Sanders. That's okay. 40 shotgun snaps. Yeah, Tory yeah. Horton, the receiver Colorado State, will be the biggest test Travis Hunter's had this okay, year. Okay, don't unlock your notebook. You <laughs> have to give us the whole notebook. Thanks for hanging out on College Football Live. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.